In space, there are games of legend. Giants and behemoths of the past. They have gone dark and cold, their signal faint to us. All players were once forced to play alone. But these games are not forgotten, they remain in our memory. And now we shall go back and make them live once more. This is Retrolave. Welcome to Retrolave, a journey back in time through computer gaming's finest space sims. Each week we gather together a group of gaming veterans to roll back the years and relive the glory in search of what made these games special. This week's feature is Wing Commander 1 by Chris Roberts and Origin. Ho 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 ho. One take. Get that. And you thought I was going to stumble with it, Alan. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's only because I wrote it for you. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Released on my birthday, September the 26th in 1990. Uh, it was released on DOS and then later appeared on the Amiga CD32, Mega CD and the SNES. An enhanced remake was made for the 3DO in 1994 and later ported to Mac. The game was supposedly a marked departure from the standard formula, bringing space combat to a level approaching the Star Wars films. Set in the year 2654 and characterised by Chris Roberts as World War II in space, it features a multinational cast of pilots from the Terran Confederation flying missions against the predatory aggressive Kilrathi. The gameplay basically featured you as an unnamed pilot aboard the TCS Tiger Claw, a Bengal-class strike carrier, and the player gets to name the pilot and choose his call sign. The pilot, known in production to Origin personnel as Blue Hair, after his most notable feature, quickly rises through the ranks of the flight wing and, presuming the player performs ideally in the cockpit, eventually leads a strike on the Kilrathi High Command Starbase. On the other hand, if the player does not perform optimally, missions become increasingly defensive in nature and eventually the claw is forced to retreat. Okay, joining us in the call tonight, we've got Ian Woolman. Hello. Dave Hughes. Hello. Rory Scarlett. Hello there. Grant Wilcock. Hello. And Lay Radio's own Alan Stroud. Hello. Okay, so out of the team tonight, who's actually played the original game way back in 1990? That would be me then. Was it just you and me, Alan? Nobody else has played it. I think it is. Um, we could go round, but you know, I think you're going to get a long silence. So um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just you and me. What do you remember about okay. it, Foz? Well, I actually did play it on the CD32. It's one of the few games I actually owned on the CD32. But one of the things that I do remember was plugging my headset into the CD32 because I had a little headphone jack, and it's the only way you could pretty much get any decent sound out of it. And I remember the music on Wing Commander was always really, really good. Uh, it had a really sort of a big opening um, sort of orchestral piece, which was uh, which was great on headphones, and then the running to your ship bit was a really, really sort of uh, immersive as well. Hopefully, it lives up to uh, to what I remember. And yeah, I mean the dogfighting. Dogfighting, I remember being very, very sort of very good and polished for the uh, for the time as well. What about you? What do you remember, mate? Well, I got it a few years after it came out um, when I was at university, and it was really it was a, a game to play when I come home and and I was kind of looking for a diversion from homework or something else. And um, yeah, at that point, thankfully, my university grant had afforded me a nice PC to be able to to do all my my homework and play any games that I wanted to on it and uh, Wing Commander was one of the ones I, I picked up and yeah I, I really enjoyed it I, a friend of mine had played Wing Commander 2 and had Wing Commander 2 before I got Wing Commander so I kind of picked it up because I'd seen that and you know and, and seen the storyline and the, the way in which it sort of unfolded and thought well 
you know, let's see if Wing Commander's any good, and uh, and got hold of it, and um, I think it, it saw me through at least a year at university, which was great. Great stuff. Well, I think what we'll do then is we'll boot it up, and we'll come back after we've played it. Okay, and we're back. So we've been playing the game now, guys, for about, what, an hour and a half this evening? So let's give our sort of overall impressions. <laughs> Alan, did it live up to your memories? Uh, it's it's a bit weird, really. Um, I actually I found, as we were going through it, I started to remember more and more about how to play it. I hadn't remembered that the asteroids were quite so deadly uh, <laughs> as they used to be uh, when I first played it, but um, certainly the... Uh, the way in which the enemy ships move and um, the fact that they move in particular directions at particular times. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, it came back to me. The names of the ships came back to me. Really weird, you know, how much it, it sort of uh, came back as a memory, considering how long ago it had been that I'd last played it. Well, we have a we have a rule. We have one rule on uh, on RetroLave, is that no member of the team gets left behind. So if someone's playing a mission, everybody else has to wait until they uh, they complete it and catch up and... Alan, I think, how many missions were you destroyed by that invisible asteroid? Oh, God, I, I went down about three times to asteroids. I went, down, <laughs> I went down twice to asteroids in the first mission. I actually got shot down as well. And then in the second mission, I went down once to asteroids as well. But when, um, when we sort of started reducing frame rates, that actually made it much easier. Um, so, yeah, so the problem is, is that, of course, with a, a very powerful system running a game like this, you actually you can't see some of the things that happen. <laughs> I think actually those asteroids had, uh, had got me because I couldn't even see them as they came up. Um, I think a yeah. couple of other people had that problem as well. well. I just think it's a shame that it took us an hour to realise that we could actually turn down the emulation rate on DOSBot before we figured it out. <laughs> but no, I mean, from, from my point of view, the, the music, uh, it was good. It wasn't what my memory told me it was, but it was. Uh, I could see why as a, as a young 11-year-old I was getting quite excited by that music. It sort of holds up this day and age um i'd completely forgotten about the bar scene where you could obviously go in the simulator uh talk to your co-pilot see the uh the kill board on the wall and talk to the barman and stuff i thought that was really good for sort of advancing the plot and giving a little bit of background i thought that was a, a really nice sort of tool to sort of get you immersed in the uh in the gameplay and i actually thought the gameplay once you slowed down the frame rates was actually pretty good you know if i had that on uh, you know on a modern sort of tablet i think i'd be uh, quite chuffed with it who else has got something to say on it? Grant, we'll start with you, seeing as you're on the left-hand side of my screen. Yeah, no problem. Actually, it was fun. I think that was the, the key point to it. It was good fun. Um, music, a little bit dated, but I think uh, MIDI still has a lot of surprises up its tail. I know we're all MP3s now and proper <laughs> proper instruments. But <laughs> it's just something really... Uh, homely about the plinky plonky factor of uh, those midi soundtracks <laughs> I, I think it, it just you know, even the sort of nostalgia of having played Wing Commander 3 and there's something instantly homely about it when you start playing and you just get pulled right in and the missions yeah it's just all fun good good old fun 
So you're saying it's a universe that you warm to, it's a universe that you remember going back to, and even though you haven't played Wing Commander 1, the fact that you've played Wing Commander 3, you, you felt at home there, it, it all sort of made sense to you. Yeah, once those sprites start flying at the screen, you instantly feel that you're, you know, hit that laser and hold that button in. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, you playing the game, you constantly kept on going pew, 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 pew over the comms, which was uh, quite hilarious for the rest of us. Even though the game does have its own sound effects, you thought you'd do your own instead. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, like I didn't do a soundtrack for it. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, moving on to you, mate, what was your impressions? Um, well, I mean, I've ne- I'd never played it before, and... I started off thinking, you know, how good can this possibly be? Bearing in mind it was from, when was it, 1990? And yeah. um, it started off and the music come up and I thought, yep, yeah, okay, here we go. But this takes me back to when I was playing games in those eras. And I had a, a, I thought to myself, well, how good can it really be? I didn't really take it that seriously to start with. As soon as I got into the, the actual game, I, I became quite into it you know as soon as i killed one of my first kill right i was like oh i've killed him and i became really <laughs> excited i've really enjoyed playing it actually to be honest with you i think the actual core gameplay is always going to make someone have a good time with it i mean yeah the the constant music got a bit in um, a bit too much at one point and i was desperately trying to turn it off at one point and it wasn't working but i did find the gameplay really fun I mean, it's obviously nothing compared to what we, we're used to nowadays, but uh, if I was 10 years old now, I'd, I'd be having a good time playing that, I think. Brilliant. Mr. Woolman, what's your thoughts? Well, like, like Rory, uh, I, I hadn't actually seen it before. Um, I did have a few technical problems to start with, but once I figured that out and figured out how to stop shooting my wingman, it, it, it was fun. <laughs> um, it, it does seem, well, to me anyway, it did seem kind of cheesy, but the the graphics and the music um comparing it to today bearing in mind i've never seen it before it it, it was good it, it the missions were interesting i thought but it, sort of gaming on rails you know you have to kind of follow what what you're supposed to do um but yeah o- overall i i i quite enjoyed it yeah could i did turn the music off <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so the music's a little bit incessant yeah, it's yeah a bit, talking yeah. about the gaming on rails, I mean, it's, it was it was very formulaic, wasn't it? You basically, you launch from the Tiger yeah. Claw and you've got three nav points that you have to complete and you go to, to nav point one either by autopilot or by flying out there and then you would meet a, you know, a scripted event with uh, with obviously Kilrathi ships or, or an asteroid belt and you jump from nav one, nav two, nav three and back to the Tiger's Claw. And, you know, apart from that one escort mission we did, it was pretty much rinse and repeat. So in terms of the... Um, diversity of gameplay there wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot although obviously we did change ships and weapons and guns and stuff but yeah it was quite formulaic mr hughes hello um i agree with you there the the, the mission is formulaic but I, I actually feel that wing commander's beauty is in the plot line it's in the actual story that goes around it and the fact that it's a cinematic story more than anything else the gameplay is fine the gameplay is okay for the year although i think my personal opinion is the combat part of it is quite difficult to keep track of because of the really bad pixelization of the graphics as they get bigger. I always found it's quite difficult to try and pick between what my wingman looks like and what the Kilrathi ships look like when they get pretty close. And if your wingman, as someone mentioned earlier, flies in front of you, it's difficult to work out whether it's a wingman or it's something else, especially if it's close, because you, you can't see the bounding box. But no, it's, I can see from that game exactly where and how Wing Commander 3 and 4 and onwards that I'm used to evolved from and it's it's like playing as i say a very old version of it 
And you're right. I mean, the the storyline. I think from from my memory, it was the storyline that uh, that took you through almost yeah. in the same way. I'm not sure if anybody played um, Wings on the Amiga. Oh yeah, uh, the World War One, one uh, fighter plane one. Yeah, but same sort of thing. You know, the gameplay was very formulaic. You had the set missions every time, but it was the the background story that you're getting in between each of the missions that actually made you feel like you were you know, part of the game. Okay, I mean, Dave, you touched on it there. I mean, the graphics for their day. I'm thinking, I mean, certainly from memory, I didn't find the graphics too bad. But again, that might have been factored by the fact that I was playing it on the Amiga. And obviously, if you were playing it on the Amiga, you were playing it on a, you know, a CRT TV, which was very, very um, uh, forgiving when it came to sort of pixelation. Yeah. Cause obviously, it blurred all the edges. What did people think? Obviously, Dave, you didn't really get on with the pixelation, especially when it got close. But I mean, no. did it really detract that much from gameplay? Well, it, um, I was going to say that um, there was a conscious choice made between the uh, the graphic styles at the time, because you had sort of stuff doing very early 3D rendering, not quite er- as early as just line drawings, but, you know, sort of early coloured 3D rendering that was, was one thing. And then you had Wing Commander that was doing sprites. Sprites obviously had a, a slightly different look and different effect to them. But they actually, at the time, they kind of looked a little bit more realistic at certain distances. Um, but up close, Dave's completely right. They, they don't look particularly good. And they obviously, they're dated now. Yeah, I was going to say pretty much the same thing there, that I was quite surprised how unclear the graphics were, given that it was, say, what was it, six or seven years since Elite came out? And Elite had such clarity in the graphics with them being vector-based. And then along comes Wing Commander, which was very, it was very sprite-based, wasn't it? Because it, it was all different sprites drawn from a different angle of the ship. I was quite surprised at that. I was going to say, I found Elite a lot easier to, to play, but realistically i can't really remember what that was like now and i'm sort of probably comparing it to oolite which is probably much 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 later than the wing commander which i found it you know, the gameplay was easier the controlling the ship was a lot easier and in, in a in a different way the graphics were better i thought so uh, grant yeah, I think the, the, the graphics were actually reasonable. Um, if you think back to the sort of other games around that time, they were on a par. They were not anything special. But I remember Elite being somewhat... I mean, I played it on a Spectrum, so it doesn't really compare to the sort of hardware on the PC. But I remember it being quite laggy in feel, and not quite as smooth, whereas the Wing Commander movement, obviously because it's new technology and new hardware, it still felt quite liquid in the movement. It was quite, you know, you felt like you were in the ship and in control, and yeah, other than the blockiness when you got up close, but the smoothness of the enemy moving in, other than it was like, um, there was no <laughs> smoothness as, as the enemy ships turned. They were just either facing you straight on or they were side on or they were facing away from you. You didn't get that kind of nice turn on them because they were sprite-based. But I think it was just, you know, that kept it moving quicker so you could have more action on the screen without the um, lag kicking in. So I quite like the, the graphics, other than the blockiness, as Dave pointed out. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Grant. The thing that I liked, I think that the nice touch that you get in it is the you can actually see you know, you're in cockpit avatar actually moving the joystick in relation to which direction that you're actually trying to steer the ship so if you're trying to sort of dive forward he'll actually push the joystick forward at the bottom of your screen which i thought was a really nice touch considering that it was a 1990s game but yeah i mean certainly when it came to uh, you know close-up fighting and stuff when the, the sprites got bigger and it did become less immersive to say the least dave that was just a follow-up on what grant said there about the the, the smoothness of the movement I felt the actual, the way the sprites moved, when they're actually physically moving across the screen, 
was very smooth, yeah. But what threw me was how jerky the actual movements of the ship itself, like when it moves from being a straightforward aspect to a sideways aspect, it just flips. There's no tweening, if you like, in between it. Um, and that, for me, that, that's what made it unclear for me. That's what made the, the comparison, even with the Spectrum or BBC versions of Elite, the movement was so much smoother uh, because obviously the vector brace graphics could move in between more yeah. easily. Okay, well, what about the you know the, the sound effects and the, the music? Obviously, we've heard from Rory in terms of he couldn't stop the music fast enough when it came to in-game. What about the sound effects? What about the sort of the cutscenes between missions and stuff? Alan, what did you think of it? You're obviously a music maestro. Um, I think the Wing Commander really did set the bar with the idea of cinematics in uh, a space opera kind of you know environment to begin with, and they did sort of go for the kind of movie theme in terms of what they were doing, and you could see it has that kind of quality to it, it has that kind of trying to make out that the story is is very important um, and that the mission you're on is very important, even if it's it's just a, a scout run or whatever it is. So that's all there. With the limited polyphony and, and everything else available to them, it's either a MIDI or it's a, a mod file that they've used. And with the limited amount of programming you can do in that, you know, they've done a very good job. I mean it's you know, it's it's a nice varied swirling score with lots of sort of different moods and, and evocative themes. But, you know, it's it's twenty years old. It 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 would be obviously it would be nicer to have something that has slightly better instrumentation to it. Uh, I think as well you've also got in the intro you had that overdo with the with the laser fire on top mm-hmm. of the the music and I, I kind of that was a bit too much for me really. I thought the laser fire was kind of distracting a bit um at that point. And I can I can certainly see why people some people would would want to play it when they're they're in the ship and just cut the music away altogether. I mean it you know depends on your gameplay, doesn't it? And I think there are many modern games that still do the same thing, and and you know, I mean, X has got you know, music all the way through, and it kind of changes as you as you get into to dangerous situations. So I guess it's similar to this. Well, I mean, Frontier did exactly the same thing. I mean, that had a musical score that shifted depending on whether or not you're jumping out of hyperspace or. Grant, you have a point. Yes, the soundtrack. I mean, it gives it away when you're in trouble. Which I think kind of that sort of well, I think when you play Wing Commander, anything that appears in your radar is going to be enemy. Um, I don't think we had any missions where they weren't other than the escort mission, and you started off with that ship. But it was the repetition I think was the killer. You think about you've played ten missions in one night. How many times can you put up with the as you run down to the docking bay? Um, oh no, I disagree. I disagree <laughs> completely. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if, you, if you're sitting, you're thinking you've got to wait that five minutes, and you're hammering that escape key to try and cut past all that really frustrating re- repeating music, and then you know, out you go in your dock, you press A, and you get the autopilot cut scene when you jump from that nav point to the next nav point. It's all a bit repetitive. It's like it's been filled up with fluff that you can't just cut off. It could be streamlined down, and it would make a much more playable game and i think that's one of the lessons that wing commander learned eventually okay <laughs> so, dave yeah i agree with what grant says and agree with what you said there as well the, the the music did make it immersive but it could get quite repetitive and the cutscenes as well i mean I, I love the cinematic thing about that the whole game series anyway i thought the cutscenes were brilliant and I, I do like the cutscenes in x as well and i do admit to watching them every time i dock games later on give you the option to get rid of that because obviously everyone felt the same as you felt that it just it gets boring after a while. So 
Um, it was very immersive. It made it immersive and it made it more realistic to you. Okay, Anna, what were you thinking? Um, I was thinking that the, there is a key thing here that the flight model for Wing Commander is actually very repetitive. You know, the Drowthy and the Southie, as, as we mentioned in the gameplay, they do break the same way every time. They do, you know, use the same moves and you kind of, after, after two or three missions, you start to feel like you're flying against the same pilot. So I'm wondering if if you removed all the cutscenes and you removed all the sort of build-up and everything else, wouldn't that expose the repetitive nature of the game engine? Yeah, quite possibly. What do you think about the story? It was awesome. <laughs> Storyline <laughs> story was, was very, really, very good. Um, I, I don't know if I actually was told enough in the game to actually know what the storyline was, other than that we've got to go out and shoot Kilrathi. Um, or maybe I just didn't read some of the some of the scripted stuff well enough. I don't know. That's true. I mean, there wasn't particularly like uh, an intro, was there? There may have. I don't know. Maybe I just pressed a button and got rid of it. I'm, I'm not sure if there was or there wasn't. No, I mean, we watched all the we watched all the credits. There wasn't mm. what you'd call like an opening introduction. Mm. So I didn't oh. really know what our sort of main objective was. I don't. I didn't know if we were defending humans or attacking Kilrathi. Do, do you see where I'm coming from there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, could it be a factor of the, the game of the time where you had to sort of read the manual <laughs> to get the background story? I mean, was that something that was common? I was going to say, yeah, I would say it was. And I was also I was going to say that really the the story is better developed and, and better becomes more of the, you know, the sequence of the game when you get to Wing Commander 2. Wing Commander is, is much more a, a sort of mission, mission, mission with with kind of story in the bar as, as a, a sort of added spice. It doesn't really give you a full-blown story, as it were. I mean, obviously, we are mainly looking forward to Elite Dangerous. Uh, is there anything from this initial Wing Commander game that we think might be able to uh, you know, appear in Elite Dangerous or anything that they can sort of take to Elite Dangerous or anything that we definitely don't want to see in Elite Dangerous? Ian? Well, I'm pretty sure they won't be doing that kind of music um, <laughs> from what's been said so far. Um, I'm trying to get my head around what, what there is in, in the way of scripted missions in, in Elite Dangerous. I'm not, I'm not sure there's much, that much, is there? No, we're not expecting that to be much. I mean, obviously, there will be sort of scripted missions in the same way that we had with the, the bulletin board from Frontier and First Encounters. There will be sort of given out missions, but they will be uh, procedurally generated, I'm imagining. Uh, Rory, what do you have to say? Well, um, the, I think a good part about Wing Commander was that you were the central part of the storyline, weren't you? You were you were the character, and you felt like the focus of the gameplay. Whereas in Elite Dangerous, you're you're one person in a galaxy of other people. So you you might think to yourself in, in Elite, what effect am I having on the game? Whereas in Wing Commander, it's pretty clear what you're doing is having an effect on the game. So I'm wondering how Frontier developments can make you feel like you're having an impact on what's going on. I'd be very interested to know how they're going to bring that in. Okay, Grant. Yeah, but my point was about these... Um scripted missions and um, I think I'd said it during the gameplay as well that it would be very immersion breaking for six pilots to go to the same station and carry out the same assassination mission it just doesn't lend itself to that and I think the key factor for Elite Dangerous is its newsfeed where it can generate a whole storyline for everybody and everybody can fire themselves and their ships and well, you know, fly their ships over to wherever this news is breaking and be part of it. But it can't all be the same mission unless these missions are. We need people to go and kill this person. And the first one that does it 
gets the prize. And that's where I think, you know, you can have the multiplayer aspects of everyone on the same mission on for the same objective to either break an embargo and to run the uh, barricades of ships stopping you from getting your uh, products through. And, and, and having that kind of um, storyline, I think, will be fantastic. I think that's the news feed in Elite is going to be the biggest source of immersion and the missions i don't think we're going to see the likes of uh, people following and doing the same missions as each other because that just doesn't make any sense not in a universe where it's meant to evolve you can't just ask the same person twice and that will be a challenge for frontier actually that will be the biggest challenge is how do they cope with their limited range of people at some point we may have wiped out the entire universe <laughs> dave final thoughts mate just a quick point I wanted to make there. I think if, well, Wing Commander's a military game. Uh, Elite's not a military game. If Elite has military stuff in it, then I think the Wing Commander model for missions would be quite welcome. I think it would work quite well. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed the journey back in time. If you'd like to join the RetroLave team to play and then record, we gather on Monday nights at 8.30pm on Skype at lave.radio. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter for the latest updates. Big thank you to Grant, Rory, Ian, Dave and Alan. And until next time, it's game over. success or failure on certain critical missions decided the player's prop progress decided the player's prop decided the player's plot progress winning or losing okay joining us in the call tonight we've got ian woolman hello dave hughes hello rory scarlett hello there grant Wilcock. hello and lay radio's own alan stroud hello <laughs> Okay, guys. <laughs> Does anyone have, anyone want to point out to Foz what you're doing? Well, you was, like, that a, was that a Woolcock? <laughs> Sorry. That's all right, you've got the wool factor. That's close enough. So, Alan, last one. What did you think? Me again. Did, you, did I start with you? Yeah, you yeah. did. Excellent. Bugger Perfect. off and talk to somebody else. I'm on mute. <laughs> Don't come back to me. Talk to someone else. You're right. I am muted. Um, I was gonna. I'm sitting here going, Grant, Grant, and then Ian starts talking. I'm going, No, Grant. Ah, oh, still muted. Stuck. I'm muted. Bastard. Fuck. Everybody ready to click on the icon? Yep. 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 Five, four, three, two, go.
anybody that is expecting to see Mark Hamill, you are going to be greatly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I recall once when I was just a lieutenant like yourself there, we were flying patrol or record, the fourth planet in the Alliance system. These four Kalrathi Salthi came zooming in with the sun at their backs. What is the point, monsieur? There is one, we. Oui? Well, it's very butch, girl. 